This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. The Inquisitor's Leap makes its way through the darkened seas under cover of night, a wide starry sky above providing illumination for the lookouts on deck. In her chambers, Vale, the Order Assassin, suddenly snaps awake as though disturbed by something. She immediately grabs her weapons, her gear, and throws herself out of bed and begins to make her way up to the deck where... Upon arrival, she finds Octavius and Thrag, two other of her order compatriots, standing on the bow of the deck, looking out to sea with a very intent look on their faces. She pads her way up softly behind them. She can move no other way. She is an assassin after all. If Octavius registers her presence, he doesn't show it. His eyes are fixated on some point beyond the horizon through the night sky across the, the, the darkened waves. She stands up beside him. Octavius, did you feel it? Sherilyn has returned. Octavius just nods grimly. Calls back over his shoulder to the pilot, to the navigator. Set a course for Stormsworth immediately. Stormsworth? What is Edbert doing there, of all places? We're about to find out. The governor of Stormsworth will never allow us to simply sail into the harbor. He considers us an enemy. For the first time, Octavius turns his gaze from the horizon and looks directly at uh, Vale. Us? No. He won't let us in. You, on the other hand. What are you saying? I have decided to give you a second chance, Vale. To make up for your failure on the Grey Mariner. You want me to slip into Stormsworth undetected and capture Edbert and bring him here? <laughs> Close, but no. The time for capturing him is over. You are going to do what you purportedly do best. We are to bring Edbert to trial for the murder of Sherilyn. Sherilyn's gone. Get that to your head. Ain't no trial's going to bring her back. We know what he did. He as much as admitted it to you. What he admitted to me is that he had no part in her murder. And you believe him? I don't know what to believe at the moment. If we kill him... How are we to know what will happen to Sherilyn's spirit? Her spirit? Her spirit will be at rest. Finally. Which is what you want. Which is what we all want. She's gone, Vale. Ain't no trial's gonna bring her back. No. But the soul cage might. We can find it. Now that Edward is haunted by Sherilyn, we can track him. We can follow him all the way to the soul cage. Seize it for ourselves before he gets his hands on it. Use it to bring her back. The soul cage. The magical bauble that everyone in these islands is after. I don't care about the soul cage, Vale. Sherilyn is never coming back. Do you understand me? The only justice for her now is in the death of her murderer. The death of Edbert.
Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself and Die. I am, as always, your intrepid GM hosted player, Trevor DeVal. Thank you so much for joining me here on the latest episode, day 1718. I've lost track. If you want to help support the show, please do hit like and subscribe if you like what I'm doing here. And if you really like what I'm doing here, you can help us uh, support us on Patreon or purchasing some of the products via the DriveThruRPG links below in the notes. Last time on the show... Edbert, Windham, and Captain Nicola had stolen their way into the port town of Stormsworth, looking to get to the governor's fort, where they knew the final clue to the location of the Soul Cage was hiding. We know nothing about the clue yet. Hopefully, we will find out today. However, despite a successful stealth mission into the town, a random event happened, and Sherilyn's spirit bane manifested. Finally, finally, Sherilyn showed up again and drove Edbert into a state of semi-catatonia as he was rocking back in fetal position, whispering, or, or shouting, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is going to cause uh, Captain Nicola and Wyndham some uh, consternation as they're in the middle of the street trying to maintain a low profile. So Edbert suddenly shouting, <laughs> I'm sorry, is going to be a problem which we'll deal with uh, momentarily. But before we get into things, we have a few little bookkeeping things. One, I've given Edbert uh, 8 XP, of which he will spend uh, 6 to bring his stealth to 7. And he will put 2 more points into his pool of spare APs for luck, which brings him to 3 if he so needs it. We have no new NPCs, but we do have a new thread, which is Vale is coming to kill Edbert. And our chaos factor goes up to 8. Now, 8's crazy. That's super high. That means virtually every question is going to be a yes result. So we have to be careful about that. Before we continue with the scene, let us... Determine whether the scene is altered or interrupted. Basically, if it's anything other than 9 or 10, it's going to be altered or interrupted. The scene, by the way, is get to the fort and get the last clue. Because remember, the race is on now. Because as soon as Sherilyn appeared, the order was alerted. And we know that there's at least one order member here in the town who is immediately alerted as to Edbert's presence. Now, whether this order member is going to be able to instantly activate and grab their stuff and track down Edbert immediately, I doubt it, but it's possible. We do have to keep that in mind. Is the scene altered or interrupted? Oh, nine. No, amazingly, it is not. <laughs> so the scene continues. Well, the first thing is... Edbert is on the ground, rolling back and forth, Sherilyn basically screaming at him in his mind. No one can see her except for him. He's rolling back. His, his, his cries of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, are getting louder and louder. Wyndham looks to, to Nicola with pleading eyes like, you know, what are we going to do here? By all the gods, if he doesn't stop this racket, he'll draw every guard in Stormsworth to our position. Wyndham basically tries to haul up Edward uh, to his feet, but Edward is still in this in this state of just, you know, terror staring past Wyndham's shoulder at some unseen thing, just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he's, he's beginning to thrash in Wyndham's arms. I think at this point, Nicola basically grabs uh, Edward by the shoulders, comes in front of him and smacks him in the face. You've got to snap out of this, Edward, or we're all done for. Does he snap him out of it? Well, I think it's probably likely. I mean, Edward has been with Sherilyn for many years. It's just the initial shock of seeing her again at this moment has sort of spun him into this thing. So I, I, I think it's possible that um, Captain Nicola can snap him out of it. Let us see. Let's call that, uh, let's call it 50-50. And the answer is yes, in fact. So he smacks Edward in the face. Edward kind of, oh, you know, shakes himself. <sighs> he, look, he looks directly at uh, Captain Nicola. You've got to quit this racket. Edbert, we're going to be caught. <sighs> Captain, Sherilyn is back. You mean the spirit that was haunting you? Aye, she's right here. 
right there, and he points past his shoulder to, again, a spot that uh, the captain can't see. But this, you know, spooks Nick a little bit, and he kind of looks around, you know, uh, mopping away some some uh, beads of cold sweat that immediately appear in his uh, forehead, realizing that this ghost is a little too close for comfort somewhere. Edbert, you're clearly not doing well. We've got to get you out of here. I know a safe house in the slums we can go and lay low for a while until we can deal with this ghost issue of yours. No, Captain, there's no time for that. Now that Sherlin is back, the Order is going to know exactly where I am. If we don't get into that fort and get the final clue and get our hands in the soul cage, they're going to come down here and find me and you and the ship and everything will be lost. Edward, are you saying what I think you're saying? That now this Order of yours can track you no matter where you go? I'm sorry to say that that is, in fact, the situation, Captain. The only chance we have is to get the soul cage before they get us. Right, well, that uh, determines our course. You said something about uh, a sea cave at the base of the cliff that we could access the fort from. Aye, aye, but we'll need a, a boat to get there. Well then, let's get down to the docks and see if there's such thing available for us. Sherilyn continues to scream at Edward into his very mind, into his soul. You will never find the soul cage. Edward tries desperately to block her out of his mind, but boy, it is an effort. You might have to make a withstand magic roll to see if he can do it, but not right at that moment. What is of paramount importance now is, are they able to get to the docks and find a boat? Here's the thing. We know that there are patrols in the street, but we know the patrols from last episode are mostly interested in some threat outside the walls because there was patrols out there. We determined that there was some threat from outside. We don't know what that is. It may become relevant, maybe not. But uh, I don't think that the threat is going to be by the docks because the, the harbor is protected by this fort that's bristling with cannon towers as well as the two Tikal Dondalese frigates in the harbor. So I don't think that... Um, I don't think that the, the the docks themselves are going to be hugely uh, patrolled, but let's find out. I'm gonna say it's very unlikely that the docks are patrolled. And the answer is no, which is great. That allows Edward, Wyndham, and Nicola a chance to stealth their way past the few patrols that they know about, get to the docks, and find a fisherman's boat. We'll say that there's one sort of uh, by the end of the, the, the pier, the closest pier to them, covered in a tarp. Now, here's the thing. They're trying to remain quiet, but Sherilyn is constantly screaming a psychic scream into Edbert's mind, and I think he's going to have to do a withstand magic roll. If he fails that, basically he's going to cry out in a, in a, in a fit of sort of spiritual psychic pain, which may alert any passers-by. So, Edbert's withstand magic is seven. Is he able to withstand it? He is. So, Sherilyn, despite her constant torment of Edbert, Edbert is able to block her and focus on the task at hand. They get down to the docks. They find a boat covered by a tarp. Wyndham uncovers the tarp while Captain Nicola keeps a lookout as well as keeping an eye on uh, uh, Edbert because he's still not entirely sure what's going on here with this whole ghost situation. This may throw a wrench into uh, Captain Nicola's plans, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. I have another question before they get in the boat and begin to row away to this uh, hidden sea cave at the base of the cliff of the fort. Is it possible that this activated order member, whoever that person may be, manages to get to the docks just as they're leaving, in which case maybe there's a chance that they see Edbert. I don't think that's super likely, actually. I think it's going to take some time. It's not instant. It's not like the guy's in the house beside Edbert when this happens. Not like he's here. <laughs> this house here. I mean, maybe he is. I guess if it's an extreme, yes, he is. Yeah, there's no way he's going to show up. 
before they get to the boat. Uh, 100 extreme no. So I think he's on the far end of the city. And by the time that he follows the scent, whatever it is he's following to get to Sherilyn, it's become a little fainter. He does get down to the docks, but there the trail ends, which probably means that he would know that they've taken boat somewhere. Because he can still sense, he can still track where Edward is. So yeah, he would know that Edward's somewhere off in the darkness. That way, there can only be one thing he did, which was get in a boat. Interesting. Meanwhile, rowing their way through the darkness on the stolen fisherman's boat, they're, they're able to get all the way around, hugging the edge of the cliff, until finally they come to the small entrance, cave entrance, in which the seawater pours into an underground channel that leads into sort of a darkened tunnel ahead. I think it's pitch black in there. We know that this entrance is like an emergency exit for the governor. So it's probably guarded, although not right here. I think it's, if, if it's going to be guarded, it's going to be guarded at if there's like a, a, a set of steps or stairs that go up into the fortress proper that's going to be guarded there. We'll see what happens. But for right now, all we know is that it is pitch black ahead. So as they carefully row their boat into the channel, Captain Nicola strikes a torch. Again, the entire time, Sherilyn is screaming, just just raging at Edward, but he's made his roll, his withstand magic roll, so he's able to sort of block her out for now. She'll have, she'll have to do better than that <laughs> in order to uh, deter him from his goal. Of course, she is capable of much better than that, as we have seen in previous seasons of the show. <laughs> they navigate their way through the channel. So, don't want to make this a big, like, you know, dungeon crawl thing because we got to get to the clue. So I'm just going to ask a couple of basic questions here. First of all, we know that the clue is in the fort. Is it in the fort itself or is it down here? We know that the nature of the clue is that it has to be something permanent. It can't be an item. It can't be a book or something that can be removed or destroyed or anything like that because the clue was written on the side of a volcano. So <laughs> it wouldn't do the map makers much good to inscribe a clue on the on the side of a volcano that is susceptible to not being there when someone actually goes to find the soul cage. So therefore it has to be a natural feature or it has to be maybe like another symbol carved into the natural feature. Remember, this is the final clue. So this clue is going to tell us exactly where the soul cage is. I think that it is in fact in the base of the fort. I don't think it's in the construction of the fort because I think that the clue has been here for some time. I think this map was made a long time ago uh, because I think the soul cage has been hidden and, and lost for a long time. But let us ask that question. I'm gonna say it's likely it's down here. Here we go. Zero seven is an extreme yes on chaos factor eight. The clue is definitely down here. They will not have to go up into the fort, which is very good. There's going to be some sort of dangers down here. We know that even if that's just guards, because the place isn't just going to be open. It's going to be protected. But is it possible that the clue itself is in a location of these tunnels that does not necessitate guarding? Like maybe the clue is in some, some lost cave or something like that that isn't even being used for anything. Like maybe it's an old sea cave or a flooded chamber of an older, um, uh, of an older ruin perhaps. Like maybe this fort was built on pre-existing ruins. I don't know. Let's ask that question. 50-50, no idea. Uh, 85 is right on the button of a yes. <laughs> so in fact, it is built on previous ruins. I'm not sure what the nature of those ruins are, 
It may become relevant, but at the moment, what matters is it's going to be some sort of flooded chamber of these ruins that the clue is in. What is the nature of this clue? Ho ho, this is a big, big roll. This will determine what the final clue looks like. Delay. Opulence. Delay of opulence. It is a ruin. It's an old ruin. I think it's a treasure room. I think it's a treasure room that has gone perhaps undiscovered. It is flooded. Okay, 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 okay. It's a flooded treasure room of this old ruin that I don't think anybody knows about. Because if they knew about it, it wouldn't be a treasure room. It'd be an empty room. Because <laughs> the governor's people would have taken the treasure. So... The clue is in a flooded treasure room, which means that they're going to have to go in the water again to find the clue. So it's not a piece of treasure that is the clue itself. It's not like a, a wand that's going to lead them to the soul cage or anything like that, because it has to be something fairly permanent. It has to be something written. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if, in fact, in this treasure room, there was all these inscriptions on the floor? And I can remember, it's all flooded. And one of those inscriptions is actually the location or coordinates of the of the um, of the, the soul cage, even though it's cleverly blended into the rest of the design. That's very interesting. Our guys don't know this, but they're going to have to search for this clue. They have no idea what the clue is. They just know it's here somewhere. Do they run into danger before they can discover this? I'm going to roll a search roll, basically. Okay, uh, an alertness roll. If they make the alertness roll, they're going to eventually discover this flooded chamber. However, the higher they roll, and the alertness roll is six, so the closer to six they get, the faster they find it. The lower they get, they find it, but they have a greater chance of encountering a danger, whether that is a patrol, or whether that is something else that might live in the water. <laughs> so, let us determine this. The alertness roll is six. This will also determine how long it takes them to find it if they do. Okay, so it is a failure, which means that they run into a complication before they can find the treasure room. Do they necessarily have to row past a small stone landing with steps that leads up into the fortress? I think that makes sense. Remember, this is an emergency exit, so they're probably going to come to a small dock where the governor's personal boat is going to be there. Yeah, that is very likely. I think they're going to have to get past a guard post. Gonna have to get past a 95. Hilariously, it's a 95% yes. So in fact, that is not an extreme yes, uh, but a barely a yes. So they come across in the distance. They can see the flickering of other torchlight. As soon as he sees that, Captain Nicola douses his own, his own torch because they don't want to be seen coming around the corner. But as they've been traversing this sort of maze of tunnels for some time now, at least an hour, I think, they really haven't found anything. But at some point, they have to go past this guard post. This is going to be tough. So as they move up, they can see that the governor's boat is tied to this dock here. They, it, it is possible they could just squeeze past, but... The idea of silently drifting past these guards, they would have to be luckier than anybody, and it's pretty hard to stealth a boat. <laughs> there is a little fire they've got in front of them, and I think those guards are probably, you know, playing cards or something like that. I don't think their attention is fully on this area. So they have two options here, as far as I can tell. One, they could take their missile weapons and fire through the darkness and try and take those guys out pronto. If they fail that, it's gonna be a fight. Perhaps the guys raise the alarm. The other option is, there is the governor's boat here that is making, you know, we can hear the sound. The guards can certainly hear the sound of the water lapping up against the 
boat. So it's possible that they could hunker down in the boat and just glide on by, hoping that these guys don't turn to see the boat making its way past the dock, which is elevated. The dock is elevated. So it's possible if they get right down to the base of the boat and just let the current drift them in, I think they ready their arrows just in case, but they get down and they like, like right lying right down as close as they can to the, the floor of that boat and they let the current take the boat past, which means they don't get a stealth roll or anything, but this is all about the guards. Do the guards notice any movement from the corner of their eye in the darkness, again, unlikely, or do they hear maybe the sound of this boat knocking up against the other boat or against the dock and creating a, a noise that way that's going to be unusual? They're not on high alert. They have no reason to expect an attack. Are these guards sort of average guards? 50-50. Are they average? Uh, yes, they are average, which means that their alertness is going to be six but because they're not expecting anything, I will make it five. Seven. <laughs> okay. Everyone is lying in the boat and they just let the current take them along and the guards do not notice as the boat silently slips by through the water. Whew. And they're able to continue on their way. Ha <laughs> ha, big roll. Okay. And they continue their search. The alertness is six. They're looking for this flooded treasure chamber that's gonna catch their eyes, we hope, too. Okay, so, all right. The answer is yes, but as I said, the closer they got to six, the better. Well, this is two, that's not particularly great. It takes them time. It takes a long time, which means they are not going to be able to slip out the way they came under cover of darkness. By the time they leave, if they find what they're looking for, it's going to be dawn, so that's going to be uh, a, a further danger. So it takes a couple of hours of them going through black dead-end tunnels. It's a real maze down here. But finally, they begin to see evidence that this fort is built upon old ruins. They see, at one point, the tunnel goes from being a natural cavern into a carved tunnel, and they can see, you know, engravings and artwork on, on arches and, uh, in the middle of the of the, the carven tunnel, things like this. I think as they see the arches and evidence of like older architecture, I think they find essentially like a secret door, a secret a panel in the in the the side of the wall that they're able to access and it opens up. Because otherwise, if they if they didn't find some sort of secret door, it's very unlikely this place would be you know, unlooted, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that they find some sort of secret entrance to a small chamber that is, in fact, flooded, and they look down and they can see the glitter of gold and jewels sort of spilling out in busted-open chests at the bottom. This sets Nicolette salivating, but, of course, they are not here for treasure. They're here for something else, and I do think that among the the gold and jewels, as they kind of have a look, it's very hard to see. It's very dark water, and they've only got a couple of torches, but they do see that on the floor of this flooded chamber, 10 feet or so below, is some sort of carved mural, uh, some sort of carved design, like it's a large circle with a bunch of symbols and stuff. Well, I don't know what this place is, but uh, aside from all the treasure down there, which uh, deserves liberating, it seems worthy of investigation, don't you think? Oh, we haven't seen anything like it so far. This could be, this could be something important. Edbert takes his knife and uh, tucks it in his, his belt and jumps in the water to swim down. Again, it's only about 10 or so feet below, so he doesn't have to make a swimming roll at this point. But he holds his breath and dives down where now in the water, 
he can see, yes, in fact, there is this large circular uh, mural on the floor. It's obscured by various bits of furniture and things like this. It's obscured by bits of treasure that have spilled over from the, the chests onto the floor. He's got to kind of go and he's got to sort of push aside some of the stuff, which takes him some time. He's got to surface a few times to get his air. He goes back down, but finally he's able to clear enough uh, area from the central chamber to see that this mural carved on the floor is in fact some sort of map. Oh, and I think what would be really cool is if... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... In fact, what Edbert sees is this mural, this sort of stone mural, but it's actually a series of concentric circles, all with strange glyphs and symbols all around it. But as he's looking at it, it's, I don't know, maybe five feet wide or something at its widest point, but it's a series of concentric circles that get smaller and smaller. And on each ring of the mural, there's these different symbols, sigils, glyphs. And as he's looking carefully at it, he sees on the outermost circle there is a small symbol that to him looks like um, a volcano. And he, he thinks to himself, wait a minute, that, that could be Whitcomb's Island. So he goes to it and he feels it. And as he does, so, he realizes that the rings of this mural actually can be moved. And as he makes this discovery, again, he's underwater, but he, he very carefully begins to turn the rings in the floor. He hears the sound of grinding stone underneath. But as he does so, he turns the, the image of the volcano to the top. And he hears something else. He hears like a click from somewhere in the stonework. And he thinks, oh, he's onto something here. He looks at the inner circle now. And the inner circle, he begins to look for another symbol that might be familiar. And sure enough, he sees that there is a symbol that looks like an island. And he remembers looking at Captain Nicholas charts. And the island is the same shape as the island that Stormsworth is on. This island he's on right now. And so he, once again, he spins the innermost circle to line up with the volcano. And there's another click. And then there's a third concentric circle in, this, in the pattern. And there's a symbol on that innermost circle. And the symbol is a series of concentric circles. In other words, it's a symbol of the very thing he's looking at right now. He spins the third one into place, and as he does so, as he lines up these three in the very center stone piece of the mural, there's a, a sort of a whooshing sound of water as well as a click of stone, and the center piece of stone swivels on an internal access point, and as it comes up, there's another image there, and it is of some island, some sort of island. And Edbert, quickly running out of air now as he's doing this, realizes this must be the location of the soul cage. Is the island hidden by some power, some eternal fog, some, some god who's protecting it, some ancient spell? No idea. Let's find out. Is it hidden by some power? I'm going to say it's, it's unlikely it's hidden by some power. It could be hidden in plain sight. Let us see. Oh, extreme no. It is, in fact, hidden in plain sight. It is a tiny, nondescript island. I wonder if it's even basically just like a reef. Wouldn't that be interesting? Is it, in fact, just a reef that separates a few different islands? Oh, is the soul cage, in fact, in the water? Hmm. Is it, in fact, underwater near this reef? We will say it is 50-50, and the answer is yes. So, it's not an island that Edward sees, it is a reef. He surfaces again, explains what he's seeing to the captain. The captain says, oh, I recognize that reef. 
It's, uh, you know, it's a Dead Man's Reef or something like that. It's really nondescript. It's, it's basically in the middle of nowhere. It's just an area of the ocean that you avoid because of the shoals on the rocks. It's too dangerous to sail there. There's no reason for anyone to go anywhere near that reef. It is, in fact, the perfect hiding place for something like the Soul Cage. But there's not much of land situated there, which means that the Soul Cage must be under the water. Great, more swimming. Perfect. They have found the location of the Soul Cage. Is it Dead Man's Reef? Yeah, why not? That's, that's suitably piratey. <laughs> How far is that reef from here? By sail? I don't know, maybe three or four days, probably. Is it? Is it three or four days? 50-50. Yes. Oh, oh, doubles. Doubles, doubles, doubles. The answer is yes. It's We'll say it's four days sail. Is that close to us here? It's going to have to be. Because the order is going to be breathing down my neck any time now. In fact, if I had to put money on it, I would say that the Inquisitor's Leap right now has set course for this town, knowing that I'm here. How close is the Soul Cage, Captain? Dead Man's Reef is only about four days sail from here. We've got to get out of here. And we've got to get back to the ghoul. Right now. But before they do, there is a random event. Things get crazy as we roll a 53. Close a thread. There are seven threads. Gonna roll at E10 and ignore anything over seven. Six. The thread is raise the young guardian. <laughs> Close the thread. Well, you know what that means. That means that back on the drunken ghoul, there's gonna be a surprise waiting for Edbert because the young guardian has evolved into its full adult size. Now that could wreak some havoc because in order for it to grow, it would have had to have fed on blood. Oh boy. Oh, there could be a nasty surprise waiting for these guys when they get back to the drunken ghoul. We're gonna determine what the nature of that is when they get back. Okay. <laughs> Well, they have no way of knowing that, but they're going to have to get out of here. Now, I said that it takes them several hours to do this. They found the final clue, and now they've got to make their way back. As they are coming back, they have to pass that guard chamber again. Are they going to try the same thing? I think they are, but I'm going to increase the alertness score of the guards by two. I'm going to give them... Seven. Their skill is now seven because it's one thing to get away with this little trick once. It's a whole other thing to get away with it twice. So they hunker down. Not the ghost, obviously. The ghost is still ranting and raving and screaming at Edbert. But again, he's made his with the magic roll. He's been able to block her out temporarily. Here we go. Do the guards notice them? <gasps> Ten. The guards do not notice them. The trick works twice. Amazing. 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 <sighs> wow. Okay. Which means that our guys get out of this area and back to the sea cave without a fight. Amazing. However, by the time they emerge, the sun begins to stain the eastern skies. And from their left, as they emerge out of the southern-facing cave, the sky is brightening and the, the red fiery ball of the sun is coming up to illuminate the seas in front of them. Now they have to be careful here because there is a chance that that frigate in the harbor could see them. Not a big chance, not a great chance because they would the frigate would have no reason at all for looking towards that. However, this is Chaos Factor 8, which means that anything could be a yes. So my question is, as the boat pulls out of the cave mouth, does one of the frigates in the harbor, the closer frigate, is it possible that just one lookout, just 
happens to be up in the crow's nest and just happens to look over and see a small boat emerging from the emergency exit cave of the governor. I think it's no way. I think it's no way. The odds of them actually looking there and seeing something by the first light of morning, I think it's no way. However, Chaos Factor 8 means it's a 50% chance. <laughs> Does the frigate notice them? <gasps> they do not. They do not notice them. Okay, boy, skin of the teeth here. Here's the problem. They can't make their way back into town because now they'll be seen and it's possible somebody may recognize them and Edward also knows that one of those order members, or he suspects that one of those order members is actively looking for him. In fact, I think he says to Wyndham as Wyndham begins to turn the boat back towards the docks, Edward says, that's not a good idea, Wyndham. Remember, the members of the order are still here. They're going to be tracking me. If we just waltz into the streets, there's every chance that they're going to find me. We have to go out a different way. We've got to go back via the jungle. Oh, just hold on that, Edbat. Remember the guards of Stormsworth were patrolling the jungles last night? Obviously, there's some danger out there. Are you certain you want to go back the way we came? It's only luck that allowed us to go unmolested through those jungles and make our way to the walls of the town. You want to go back in there now? We've got to go through there anyway, Captain. The only option is to sail this rowboat all the way around the island. And there's no time for that. We've got to go overland as quick as we possibly can. I'm not messing around. The order is coming for me, even now. Now, this begs a question. Nicola has the location of the soul cage. He now knows the location of the item that could make him the most powerful pirate in these islands because he believes that the soul cage will allow him to control the Crimson Viper, the ghost ship. He also knows that Edbert is now being hunted and tracked by the Order of the Purifying Flame. By his own admission, Edbert has just told Nicola that as long as Edbert is with him, the Order will be breathing down their necks. You have to admit, it is in this old pirate's interest to get rid of Edbert right here. Edbert being tracked by the Order means that Nicola will be chased all the way to the Soul Cage. Nicola has had chances in the past to betray Edbert, but he never has. My question for our Chaos Factor 8 chart is, does Nicola now seize this opportunity to free himself not only of the Order of the Purifying Flame that's going to be coming after him because of Edward, but also free himself from his obligation to help Ur-Oz-Vath? Remember, one of our threads is Nicola wants to get out of helping Ur-Oz-Vath by getting rid of Edward. Now, he doesn't have to worry about it. He can get the soul cage all for himself. This is not looking good. There is a 65% chance of a yes. A yes answer means betrayal. Betrayal. Here we go. 98! An extreme no! <laughs> Nicola turns to Edbert as they begin to move to the east away from the fort, away from the town, and up towards the jungle where they will ditch the boat and go overland back to the ghoul, hoping to avoid whatever danger is in that jungle, which they missed the first time around. Nicholas says to Edbert, You need to understand that it is in my best interest right now to throw you overboard. As long as you're with me, the Order of the Purifying Flame represents a dire threat to my ambitions. You do know that, right? I do know that, Captain. And frankly, if you were to do that, I wouldn't blame you. The fact is, now that Sherilyn is here, 
that she is here. I'm going to be more of a threat to you than ever before. If you want to get rid of me now, well, obviously I'm not just going to sit back and let you do it, but I would understand. You've stuck with me through thick and thin right from the very beginning. And I would be a right bastard indeed if I was to betray you now. He sticks his arm out. Edbert looks at him and they clasp in the old symbol of brotherly love and friendship. From this point on, with an extreme no, I think it is very clear that at no time will Nicola betray Edbert in the future. The time for betrayal has passed and the dice have ruled. Through thick and thin, Edbert and Nicola have come this far and they will continue all the way to the soul cage together without threat of betrayal. And that is where we, we will end the scene and the episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and if you do enjoy the show, please do hit like and subscribe. And uh, if you want to help support us on Patreon, that would be awesome. We're trying to get to 500 patrons and the number is growing every day. And it really does help me continue to do the show and to buy all kinds of cool stuff for the show. So uh, thank all of you for your support. It really means a great deal to me. We're now over 13,000 subscribers and that is amazing. Welcome to all of you new viewers. Uh, go back and watch the the first two seasons if you haven't seen that already to really get the backstory of Edbert the haunted soldier who is now in fact haunted for real as Sherilyn is back and she is going to make things much more difficult as we go forward but that will have to wait until the next episode of me myself and die <laughs>